Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Well, happy Tuesday here in Jacksonville. Tuesdays from Top Golf. That's what we do each and every Tuesday here on ESPN 690. Josh Scobie joins us a little bit later on. We might have a Jags guest along the way as well. Uh, might have to shuffle that around a little bit today, so I won't uh, tease it ahead, but potentially a uh, Jag player joining us today. Uh, this former Jags player joins us each and every day. Austin Lane, of course, here at Topgolf as well. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Casey back in the studio pushing the buttons, and guess what the topic is on a Tuesday. More of the same, huh? More of the, More same. the same. I think that's interesting to note you said it that way because we've been talking about this now for really a lot of the year. Yeah. And, and really, in the last couple of weeks, we've really been talking a lot about this. Like, this didn't sneak up on anybody, mm -hmm. this topic. We talked a bunch about it yesterday again. I mean, James Robinson is the story in Jacksonville. And um, he became a little bit more of a story for others that hadn't been paying attention to our show or watching us or TV side or whatever. But, I mean, we've been talking about this for a bit now. And then James uh, added to it with uh, just some candid comments about what's going on. I mean, in reality, it, it's going crazy what he said. And um, if you look at what he said, I'm not sure he said like a whole bunch that we didn't kind of feel and know. Uh, yeah, he feels like he probably was benched this time. Last week I asked him the same question, and he said, I don't think I was benched. You know, that was after the 16 plays, but now a couple of the two weeks together, and there was certainly a feeling of that. And he also said, hey, listen, I think when I get the ball, I'm productive most of the time. And, yeah, yeah I think I deserve the ball a little bit more. So I think everybody would say that, acknowledge that. And, and I think this kind of went a little crazy after what he said last night is because I think that's what everybody's kind of been waiting to hear, and they haven't heard it from the team, mm -hmm. haven't heard it from the head coach. And he said something. I don't think he really threw the coaches under the bus or anything like that. I mean, I think he handled it in a pretty classy way. And he just answered the questions. Uh, I just don't think there was any rocket science kind of questions asked to him. I, these are just things that we're all talking about right now. And like I said yesterday, it, is the Jags are bringing this on themselves. And when I say the Jags, I don't mean like the organization, the building. But the organization in the face of the building right now is Urban Meyer. Mm -hmm. And Urban Meyer and this offensive staff are bringing this problem on themselves by, one, not playing their best offensive player, and, two, not coming up with really good answers to why they're not playing their best player. If they just said, hey, we benched them, yeah. fumble, we're going to prove a point, well, then we could ask, why didn't you bench other players and other things? But just say it that way. If he's hurt, don't play him. I certainly don't play him at the end of the game. So these are things that we've been discussing, and I think it was validated a little bit. And now we kind of sit and wait for the Jags and Urban Meyer to kind of respond uh, when he meets with the media tomorrow. I have a coach's show today, too, on Jaguars.com. But uh, this is... Uh this has become a thing, right? It's yeah. a thing. It, it is no doubt a thing. We knew it was a thing. We weren't even talking about 37-7 to 7 yesterday. We're talking about James Robinson and the Jacksonville Jaguars. And uh, one of the big problems this organization has had over the last handful of years, cultivating their good players. And are we seeing that happen again in Jacksonville? Yeah, so this is what bothers me about everything that's transpiring right now. And if you watched the Patriots game last night, you heard him talk a little bit about a guy by the name of Ramondre Stevenson, who's going to be probably their future at running back in New England. But they discussed how he had kind of a rough year to start things off with where he fumbled a couple times and he got benched. And, you know, the announcers came out and said that. It would be one thing where if the precedent was set on this team where if you fumble, if you make a mistake, then you're sitting. 
Okay, that's fine. Now, I wouldn't even agree with that because you are not the Patriots, but I would at least come with you on that and say, okay, you're, you're trying to change everything around, you can't make mistakes, then so be it. But the lack of inconsistency, whether it's James Robinson sitting so many more plays than it was Carlos Hyde when he fumbled, whether it's LaVisca Chenault not sitting at all after he fumbled in the, in the backfield against San Francisco, there is no consistency in how you are going about this thing. And then on top of it, there is no communication of why James Robinson was sitting out in the first place because he says something different. Urban Meyer said something different like four times. There is no chain of command. There is no communication, and that is an issue. If you go to Bill Belichick, you ask him, you know, week two or whatever it was, hey, why is Stevenson sitting? Because he fumbled. Okay, case closed. End of story. If you go up to Stevenson after week two and ask him, hey, why are you sitting? Because I fumbled. Okay, end of story. Case closed. We don't have that here in Jacksonville. We have Urban Meyer saying, well, you have to check with you know, the running backs coach. We got James Robinson saying, I really don't know, man. I want to go back in. They took me back out. There is nobody on the same page right now. This is the National Football League. This isn't high school. This isn't Pop Warner. You have to have guys on the same page. I don't care if it's your first year or your 50th year and you're out the league. It doesn't matter. You have to have guys on the same page. And right now, there's a disconnect in the locker room. There's a lack of communication. And it's just more of the same that we've seen here the past four or five years. That's a great point, right? It's like, okay, Urban Meyer's brought in to change things. And, and I was a bi I'm a big believer that he was going to change some of the things that you're talking about. Streamline communication, treatment of star players. I went as far to say, hey, listen, if Urban Meyer's here when Jalen Ramsey's around, Jalen Ramsey's still on the team. He will make sure he cultivates that relationship because the guy's such a good player. Yeah. There's a little bit of an issue here where I just don't think Urban Meyer thinks James Robinson is that good of a player, so it's not worth the time of cultivating the relationship meanwhile the rest of us kind of believe that is the case and he is one of their best players whether you think he's a great player mm -hmm. and we're not talking about james robinson as a hall of fame player to, th to that degree he is one of their best players and right now that's all you have you have a few best players yeah. and it's not many and so this is what makes this situation so odd and to your point you did a flush of the whole crew last year, Doug Marone, Dave Caldwell, some other things that are in the building, and part of the job of Urban Meyer was to replenish that, to fix that, to, to get some of that out of the guts of this building, and are we seeing it just added on instead in maybe a different way? That is bothersome. It goes back to what we talked about yesterday. December 6th was yesterday. December 6, 2021, how much better is it than it was in December 6, 2020? And the answer is none. None. Mm -hmm. Maybe worse because you don't have the hope of the number one pick, the hope of Trevor Lawrence. Now we've got him here, and we don't even know if hope exists with Trevor Lawrence. Instead, we have some of the similar problems. We see regression. That is a big problem. Like, that's not like being negative. That's not calling out the Jags. That is real. Like, that is factual. You cannot give me anything right now that feels better in Jacksonville one year later, even though you made these changes. Shot Khan paid a lot of money gave Urban Meyer the keys to the car. It was supposed to be different. And again, I think it's worth noting, and, and I say this on social media sometimes, Jacksonville Jaguars fans are smart. Jacksonville Jaguars fans, all they want to do is win. They want to see this turn. They did not expect you to be at this stage fighting for a playoff spot. Mm -hmm. They just want to see some improvement. They want something to hold on to. They want to see a couple more wins. Two wins is not enough. But they want to see some semblance of functionality and, hey, it's around the corner. And while the first six, seven games, we could see a little bit of that, 
and we could pry some of that away, the last six weeks we cannot. There's nothing to hang on to. And can Urban Meyer, can this team deliver that in the last five weeks? We'll see. But it certainly doesn't feel like it. So to me, it really comes down to three things right now of what's going on with Urban Meyer and this team. Either it was a lack of preparation in terms of how you go about your business. And I say it like this. Maybe you didn't watch a lot of film last year of James Robinson. Maybe you didn't really scout James Robinson last year. And maybe you don't know just how good of a player James Robinson is. Now, being a coach like Urban Meyer, I fail to believe that's the reason. But I can go back to Miles Jack and say, well, you put the green dot on him, and how did that turn out? I could have told you, Brent, you could have told them, the, the entire Jaguars fan base could have told you, hey, you know what, when Miles Jack's calling the plays, it's another thing on his plate that's not really his M.O., you should just let him fly around, pin his ears back, and go. It wasn't until what, week two, week three, week four, that they, they, they took the green dot away from Miles Jack and they finally realized that for themselves? Any film that you watched last year would have told you that that wasn't Miles Jack's M.O., but it took you a little longer to catch up, so be it. So... I'm not buying into the narrative that you didn't do your research on James Robinson and you don't know what he's all about. So then what's the second part? Well, then maybe you just don't care. Maybe for whatever reason you're, you're, you're over this coaching thing. Maybe you're trying to find a way out, and maybe this is your way of going about it. Maybe you're too prideful just to say, hey, I don't want to do this anymore. And maybe you're just trying to say, ah, we'll set our best player, so be it. I really don't care. I really don't think that's the, the point either. So then what, what is the third option? Like just what's – I just think that – he feels like he's in over his head. I, I, I think this is a rude awakening for Urban Meyer. Um, I don't think he anticipated it would be this challenging um, with the personnel that he has. And I just think right now he's depending on guys that aren't giving him 100% or whatever the case may be, but there's just a giant disconnect. And that's what I feel with Urban Meyer right now. Have you ever felt like that before? I mean, you've played in the NFL, and you've played, by the way, for some teams that weren't that good and the coaches that weren't really... I wouldn't. I don't want to say they were terrible, but they weren't. They didn't weren't successful. <laughs> Let's just say that. Uh, did, did you ever feel like maybe they're just overmatched, or just this isn't going to work? And and right from the get go, and and is that potentially? I think that's what you just said. Potentially, what could be happening here in Jacksonville? Well, I mean, I don't know. Is that NFL different than the college game? Absolutely, but. We praised Urban Meyer when he got here that, you know, he's going to be a player's guy. He's going to take care of his players. Um, he's going to give them the best. Um, you know, own it was, was, was a big thing that was a big term that was used in that locker room. And I haven't seen any of that. Like, it's, it, it's one thing to win two games right now, and that's where you're sitting at. Like you said, we didn't really expect anything else. But what, what I didn't foresee happening is just this disconnect. Just this, with this player saying one thing, this player saying another thing. And this isn't the first time we've been talking about it. Uh, we spent a week talking about a quarterback sneak. Nobody else in the NFL spent a week talking about, well, the quarterback sneak, the quarterback can't handle it. Uh, they still got to teach it to him. Trevor Lawrence said he could handle it. Urban Meyer said, ah, we're not to that point yet. So once again, there's another example of disconnect. That, that, that is the theme right now of this season. Yeah, it's underachieving. You're, you won two games. But the overall synopsis, of what I've seen so far from Urban Meyer from this team is disconnect. And I hate to tell you, and I said it yesterday, it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. Yeah, you talked about the implosion. Did we see the start of the implosion last night with one of the quietest players on this football team 
coming out and just at least saying and answering questions of what is reality, you know? I mean, that's the thing. Like, again, what James said to me, uh, I, I don't know how this will be handled inside their building. I don't even know. Heck, I, I wonder quietly if James will come back on the show next week. Like, I don't know. But, I mean, he's scheduled to, and he's scheduled, and he has shown well, up what, and all I that mean, stuff. What, what, I just don't he? think he even said anything really that alarming. Yeah. I think he just said what everybody kind of saw the last couple All weeks. he did was just confirm what we already know. Yeah. yeah. And we just hadn't been able to get confirmation. I think that's the wild thing is, like, is like I think everybody heard what they kind of knew and wanted to finally hear somebody say Mm -hmm. And and Urban had not been saying that. He'd been fishing around for answers. He'd been pressed on it a bit and still nothing. Um, and uh, there's another part of this where like, like we tweeted out a couple of things and shared from that show. And you, you can watch the entire show on uh, Jags Report Live on our Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690 YouTube page. Um, or at least the entire exchange there, like the five minutes I think it was. Um, but I'm going to share some more sound that really before what James Robinson said, I thought was the bigger thing, and we haven't even discussed yet. That's going to come up in just a couple moments, but now what happens? Like, where does this go? Like, wh what? Today the Jags are off. Urban Meyer, he's going to be asked about it again this week. Um, you know, these guys don't talk a lot. Like, media is not in the locker room. This could have already imploded if media was in the locker room, you know, mm -hmm. and people are saying things. I, I almost feel like Urban's lucky right now that COVID exists and the rules that are in place. Mm -hmm. Because really the closest thing you get to a locker room is, or, or having like this relationship with a player or being able to talk to a player outside of like the normal media time mm -hmm. is like our show last night. I yeah. mean, there's just not many availabilities like that. The old locker room, if this happened three, four years ago, tomorrow when we all go in the locker room, guess what? We're going to get things on camera, and they're going to probably be PC about it mm -hmm. and say the right things. But then we're also going to be like, hey, uh, what's really going on in here? And those conversations start taking place quietly, off camera, off the record, and then more things come out. Mm -hmm. and, and by the way, that's bound to happen. To your point, the implosion part of this, could it still happen? Yes, it could. I mean, uh, the national guys, if they start poking around, if agents start talking... I mean, this could really get ugly here in Jacksonville. And again, I just want to remind folks, this is Urban Meyer kind of bringing this on. This is the staff bringing this problem that shouldn't be a problem on because it defies logic. Yeah. It defies logic that he's not playing. All I know is that, and I don't know James Robinson personally. Um, I think I've talked to him like one time. Everything that I hear about him from people, like he's super humble and, and he's very quiet. When you have a guy who is super humble and very quiet voicing his displeasure for what is going on during the game and for what is going on in this organization, you have huge issues because then it's not just him. Like, like uh, I, I explained on this, and, and I want to feed off this what I said yesterday. He's frustrated, as he should be. He, he, he should be absolutely pissed off right now at how the trajectory of his career how it's going this season just because i think he's being misused i think anybody would agree with me on that if he's like that and these conversations are happening after the game because i guarantee they are because guess what la is a long plane ride back to jacksonville yeah, about four and a half hours so you got four and a half hours to dwell on getting your butt kicked by the los angeles rams and being misused in a game i guarantee those conversations are happening with other players as well and it's just going to keep on growing and growing. And if you're not going to win ball games, it'll keep growing and festering. And pretty soon it's going to be out of control. And, and, and I hope, honestly, I hope it does get to that point because that's the last thing I want to see. I mean, it'll make for great radio because people will be all ticked off again. Fantastic. But I feel like we've been down this road one too many times. And, and for once, 
it would be nice to see a change. Yeah, listen, I mean, <laughs> we're all in the same boat here. Listen, you got to look like, positive guys around here in town and, and talking about this stuff. We don't want to talk about this stuff. We want to see this thing turn. I think that's the stunning nature of this right now mm -hmm. is that nothing is turning. Like, I'm all in, man, on change. I'm all in if, if when you hire Urban Meyer. I'm all in when you, you're bringing this. If people want to criticize, that's fine. I'm cool with it. I can see the positives. I can see why you went that way. But Urban Meyer is failing Shad Khan right now. Urban Meyer can say all he wants about Shad Khan and say he's a great owner and we got to do this for the 904 and Duval and the rest of it. He is, you are failing the owner. Mm -hmm. You are failing the fan base. You are failing the organization because now this is the second time this year something is brought upon this organization, this football team that doesn't have anything to do with wins and losses that is just extra noise on top of a place that has had a bunch of noise for the last decade or so. And this does not have to happen. And you're not winning enough or showing us enough that this thing is turning to squash the noise. Mm -hmm. And on top of it all, in the background of it all, while this is James Robinson right now that we're talking about and have been for the last few weeks and the treatment of him really all year long, and while Urban Meyer continues to be a centerpiece, the actual centerpiece of this organization, you have to wonder what's going on in his mind. And that is Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence was all in to fix this thing. He wants to be a part of it. I think he likes this place. He likes this city. And now he has been put in a very awkward position of what is the, in the world is this going on here? Mm -hmm. Is this the NFL life? Mm -hmm. No, it's not. You know, Trevor, it's the Jacksonville NFL life. And we've seen it before with Blaine Gabbert. We've seen it a little bit with Blake Bortles. Not to say those guys were great, but they certainly weren't put in the best of situations. And now Trevor Lawrence, who is very good and has a skill set to be very good in this league, is being put in a very difficult situation here in his rookie year, just some 12 games into it. And he is going to be the guy that has to overcome all this. That's the reality. He is the quote-unquote savior of this organization and he is going to have to overcome all this or it's going to be an abject failure once again and the Jags have got to do a better job helping this young man out yeah um you know as as far as Trevor Lawrence is concerned you're you're you as far as I'm concerned you, you're wasting his year like you you're literally wasting Trevor Lawrence's year and I always say this you make your first leap from your first year to your second year I don't know what the case is going to be for Trevor Lawrence as much as it pains me to say it, like, yes, I'm still on the Trevor train, and um, I hope it works out. I think he does have the skill set, the leadership, um, the moxie to make this whole thing work out. But you're asking a lot of a guy, regardless of what his resume is from college and high school, to come in here and not only deal with, you know, whether it's the drops, whether it's the play calling, whether it's just the, the development around him, but then on top of that, now you're dealing with more distractions and you're trying to put out fires, whether it's with, you know, the stuff in Cincinnati, whether it's with James Robinson, whether it's a quarterback sneak. Like, I don't know. I understand that we live in a bubble here in Jacksonville because we cover this team, so we have Jacksonville goggles on the entire time. I don't think Zach Wilson's going through this right now. Like, I think Robert Sala is doing a, a fantastic job of at least, you know, playing some competitive games but trying to build this thing in his image um and trying to you know purvey confidence to zach wilson now, i'm not sure if zach wilson is going to be the guy or not but i guarantee zach wilson is not putting out fires right now left and right uh of how this team is being handled trey lance the same thing 
Justin Fields, yeah, you're distracted because you got a coach who's probably going to get fired. But I don't hear the, 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 the cannon fodder. I don't hear the other stuff going on in Chicago. All I hear is, let's get Nagy out, let's get Nagy out of there. We have so much stuff going on here where I don't care if you're a quarterback. I don't care what, what type of player you are. If you're a leader, if you're a first-year guy, if you're a seasoned vet, I would be over it already. I would, I would be tired of it, and we're, we're not even, you know, we're three-quarters of the way through the season, and I'm already tired. Yeah, it's very unfair to the rookie quarterback, who you've already put a lot on, all right? There was a lot on that young man when he got drafted in late April, early May, and the Jacksonville Jaguars have been a mess, and everybody's looking for this 22-year-old kid to save the franchise. He's got an awesome arm. He's got great hair. He's got a great... Uh, um, uh, awareness about himself he knows who he is and so all those things are probably still strong but how they have developed him or the lack of development to really allow him to just be there as the quarterback he's just a guy right now like I, nobody in the nfl is talking about him really good or bad yeah i mean there's just he's just there taking snaps to be honest with you he's there taking snaps throwing the football a little bit more than mac jones did yesterday but trevor lawrence's season is mac jones night last night he's just there yeah and, and, and we can't grab on to anything right now. you got five games to change that, and it should have been the whole focus all year long. And by the way, James Robinson running the football makes that guy better, makes him develop better. I thought that's what you asked Joe Burrow in the offseason. Mm. And here we are creating a mess about the only good thing the Jags can do, really, and that is run the football. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's unbelievable, really, uh, what's going on here in Jacksonville. And Trevor Lawrence is going to have to take the brunt of it and deal with it, and we'll see if he can overcome it. Uh, we've seen other guys in the past not be able to overcome it. Hopefully, uh, Trevor can. All right, we got to take a break. We're Tuesdays at Top Golf. Josh Scobie will join us a little bit later. Brett Martin, Austin Lane, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. A big story, James Robinson. You'll hear some of the sound from last night. Jags report live, including I'll play a sound bite where I don't think anybody's talking about. And that's maybe because we didn't put it on social media. But if you watch the show, I actually think James Robinson said something more profound than what you're seeing tweeted and shared on social media. Uh, we'll talk about that coming up like next. It. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. got to be frustrated with like give me the ball i mean every running back wants the mm. ball every receiver wants the ball i mean is this tough right now for you um i would say i mean i know whenever i get the ball in my hands i feel like i'm very productive with it so i mean i'm not one to go back for the ball i mean i'm going to do whatever play is called i'm going to do it and the ball comes to me it comes to me if it doesn't doesn't but i mean also i mean i'm going to work and do my job first before worrying about that kind of stuff so i wouldn't say it's frustrating but I know that I feel like I should deserve the ball more. That was pretty good stuff from James Robinson right there. He said, hey, I'm going to do the job you asked me to do, but if I'm as productive as I am every time I touch it, I think I should get it more than eight times in a football game. Yeah. And logic says he's not wrong. I mean, is that a bad thing for the young man to say? Not really. I mean, I think that's just what everybody's saying. Yeah. Like, why doesn't anybody in the building say that in these meetings and watching tape and, and everything else? And, again, if uh, the injury part of it, we're going to get to in a moment because I think there's something more profound. And that was pretty profound stuff, by the way, from James Robinson. And, obviously, we'll play a little bit more of what everybody is talking about and heard, and that is uh, him saying that he, he felt like he got benched. Um, but there's something else that I thought even before all that that nobody's really talking about um, unless you really saw the show and again I, I think it was almost bigger because 
as we welcome everybody back Tuesdays at Top Golf. Brent Martin, uh, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz, uh, Josh Kobe will join us in the five o'clock hour. Football at five Tuesdays at Top Golf. Uh, come on out, say hello. Uh, each and every Tuesday, we are here. You know, the, we're trying to find the answer, right? It's like a riddle right now yeah. with the whole James Robinson stuff. I continue to say my biggest problem with this is it's an unforced error. It's really an unforced thing. Either sit him out because he's hurt, play him because he's your best player, mm. and, and, and live and die with that, right? I mean, that's what you do. Is say, hey, we think he's better because we're going to sit him out. Fine. Fair enough. Uh, if you, you think he's hurt, sit him out. Uh, if you are going to play him and, and have him work through it, hey, he really wants to play. We don't think he's 100%, but, hey, he's going to tough it out. We still think he can be productive and stand by him and play him. And don't sit him out for 16 plays and 20 well, plays or after you bench him. If you're going mean, to bench him, then, th th then say you're going to bench him. Or, yeah, then, then say, then hey. just say that. He's got a that, fumbling problem. Yeah. That, well, I would disagree with it, but at least I'd be like, okay, well, I mean, other teams do this, that's fine. But we can't even get that sound bite. Like, we, we can't even, like, you would help yourself out so much if you said, you know what? He fumbled the ball, part of our team, we, you get benched if you fumble, okay. I would pick that apart, I would disagree with that, but at least I can be like, okay, that's, his, that's the rule, sounds good. Yeah. We're not even at that point right now. So would you say the best explanation you've seen from the, the Jags side of it, Urban Meyer, the staff's side of it, is because they've been unwilling to say they've benched him because of the fumbling or treating him differently than others, do you think right now they're standing behind, listen, he's just not 100%. He's, no, he's hurt, right? No, because that's kind no, of what they're saying. No, you, you. No, I'm not asking you, if you oh, believe it. Oh, okay, I'm okay, just saying, okay. do you feel like that's what basically Urban has said? Hey, he's not 100. percent He's just not the same guy before the sure, Seattle sure. game. Sure, Yeah, no. I mean, do, do, do I believe Urban thinks that? Yes. That, no, no, because you had him out there and then in the fourth quarter. And I don't care how oblivious you are to the roster and the personnel. If you're a head coach and you're watching the game, you see James Robinson out there. He's one of your best players, whether you think that or not. If you see James Robinson and you're down by 30 points and he's still in the game and you want to pull the card and say, well, he's a little banged up, a little injured, then why is he still in the game? Yeah. Simple as that. So, no, I, I don't think Urban believes what he says when he says, well, he's because of the injuries. But that's been his biggest response when asked about it, right? Sure. Is that he's hurt. Yeah. But, right. Brent, guess what? Every player in the NFL, if they're playing, is hurt. I get it. I get it. Okay, like you, you've been in the locker room how many, how many times? You, you know guys are banged up, guys are sore. Like, yeah, maybe James Robinson is more banged up than the next guy, but this is very common in the NFL, and it's very common in college football. Guys play injured all the time. It happens. Yeah, and they could simply say, hey, we think James is about 65% right now, and we don't think of James at 65%. Is that different than Carlos Hyde? Yeah. You know, and so we want to at least mix them in together to see who's got more juice in their legs or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. You could say that. Well, here's what I'm getting at. So last night on Jags Report Live, James Robinson joins us, uh, as most of you now know, uh, if you didn't before. And there were a couple of things. We asked him about how's he feeling coming off the long trip to L.A. that he did play and, and how, what's an update. We ask him every week, like, what's the update on, on your health? How you feeling? He's been pretty honest, uh, you know, from a heel to a knee injury to, yeah, I didn't have a lot of explosiveness or I didn't feel like I had my power. Um, well... I'm going to play you what he said in a moment, but also there was a story last week, during the week, if you might remember, that he had suffered a setback in, in practice, yeah. and then he was going to be a game-time decision, and he was listed as questionable in the injury report, but that's pretty common, and he has been the last few weeks. So here's this exchange, which I think, given the fact that we've been told how hurt he is and how hurt he is, and this is some of the reason that he is on the sideline, I thought this, coming from James Robinson, was maybe bigger than anything he said. By the way, from a physical standpoint, after the long flight coming out of that 
loss yesterday? Um, I mean, I felt pretty good. It's probably the best week I've felt since the injuries happened. So, I mean, I didn't feel just a little bit sore, but I felt good. There was some concern going into the week, and again, we don't know because we're not around, but there were reports that maybe there had been a setback or an injury that maybe you weren't going to be able to play. Was that, was it a game-time decision? Is it fair to ask you that? Was it at least a game-time decision yesterday? Did you know that you were going to play? Were you planning on playing? What were your thoughts going uh, into the game, James? No, I was planning on playing the whole okay. week. I mean, I'm not sure what the setback was. I mean, I don't know where it came from, okay. but I mean, I was ready to play. Uh, throughout the whole week so mm -hmm. that's what I think was even bigger forget about report I mean the national people might say anything about the report but yeah, the bottom yeah. line is he planned on playing the entire week there was not a lot of mystery about him playing the entire week and if you caught the first seven or eight seconds of that he said he felt the best that he's felt yet yeah. going in and coming out of the game since the injury and so if we're being told about injury again not that we're all buying it anyway <laughs> but the guy feels the best that he's felt yet. And by, by the way, against Atlanta, I thought he looked explosive again. Like, I thought he showed some signs of his old self. Yeah. And so if he felt even better this week, if you had given him the football, maybe we would have seen more of that, what we saw against Atlanta. There's there's a disconnect, man. That's that's all I have to say about it. The, there's a disconnect with this team, and right now it's coming at the expense of pissing your best player off on offense. And, you know, I, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know what's going on in the locker room. I don't know if there's a vendetta against James Robinson. I don't know. I have no idea. But if you're like if you're Urban Meyer, and you're coming to the NFL, and you've watched how how teams have gone about their business, priority number one, maybe over everything, should be making your star players happy, or making your good players happy, and making sure they're happy. Now, if you had Jalen Ramsey here still, and, you know, Jalen, you know, he always gets kind of labeled as a diva, and I'm not going to disagree with that sometimes. Yeah, I mean, you know, the guy gives a good soundbite in a press conference. Um, sometimes it is all about him. So be it. I mean, you're the best player on the team. You can act like that if you want to. So be it. I could see Urban Meyer maybe having problems with a guy like Jalen Ramsey just because he does have a big ego, and, and it takes a, a special type of coach or winning to wrangle that ego in. This year, winning two games so far, yeah, Jalen probably going wild. Maybe Urban Meyer loses him. Who knows what happens there if Jalen Ramsey's still here. James Robinson has given you no reason to disrespect him or not believe in him, okay? If anything, I think he's been pretty professional so far about how he's gone about his business. Because there would be other players, I think, with a bigger ego mm -hmm. when they get benched the second time in L.A., that would probably go on a Twitter rant right now, and that would be even a bigger story. Or maybe or his agent would have gone back in the game late yeah. when you asked him to yeah. go in the game. No, for sure. Or his agent comes out and says something as well. So I don't get the disrespect right now to James Robinson. The last thing you want to see is another great player leave Jacksonville because he's fed up. I'm not sure if we're to that point yet. We're, we're drawing closer. How could you not be, especially at the running back position where it's all about getting the ball. Like, you make your money, you get your paychecks, you put food on the table if you get the ball, right? If you're getting touchdowns, if you're getting yards, then you get paid. Just like a wide receiver, you get catches, you get targets, you get paid. And the way this whole thing going right now is you're messing up James Robinson's money and yet you're messing up his future as well. So if I'm James Robinson, yeah, I, I would be pretty upset and I'd probably look for the, the fastest ticket out of town because I feel disrespected here. And it's a shame because I don't think he's got a you know, a cocky bone in his body. I think the guy's been nothing but 
you know, the epitome of, of what this organization wants out of their players, hardworking, blue-collar, humble. And this is a guy, I can't say this enough, last year who I think, and I don't know the whole story behind it, I think was asked to set up the last couple of games because this team was trying to get Trevor Lawrence. And instead of being selfish and wanting more money and saying, you know what, I'm really worried, worried about my rookie performance bonus. I could probably set some kind of record in terms of my rookie performance bonus. No, I'm still going to play. He was a team player. He was a team guy, and he said, fine, I'll set out these last couple of games, and that'll help the team maybe get Trevor Lawrence. Now, Urban Meyer wasn't here for that, but Urban Meyer should know that story. Urban Meyer should have watched the film last year of James Robinson, know what kind of player he is, but he should also know what kind of person James Robinson is. And to be disrespecting him right now, like you are, it's not a good look, and it's only going to lead to more problems. It'll be very interesting to see how it's in the locker room, um, in the building, uh, the conversations that take place. But make no mistake about this. James Robinson, what he said last night, he did not bring this conversation up. He did not make this into a soap opera, into a story, into a saga. Urban Meyer and this offensive staff have done that. They have done that. They have made this a story. And that is the astonishing part to me. It's an unforced error when you already have enough errors going on in 2021. It was an unforced error, miscalculated, bad on all levels. And they have brought this into our world, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars fans' world. And I'm surprised it's not a more of a national story yet. And if anybody cared about the Jags, probably it would be. <laughs> but they're 2-10, and ten, and so I'm not sure anybody around the country is talking about the Jags right now, and you can talk about the Patriots winning seven games in a row and the yeah. Bills and, and everything else. Um, so the it, it's a major story, though, and um, I'm going to give you something else. Uh, we did this yesterday. Through 12 games, James Robinson has 80 less carries, 80 less carries now, and I'm not even talking about receptions because you know he had a bunch of receptions last year. 80 less carries through 12 games than he did a year ago. Now, I understand he missed one game, and he really missed a game and a half, but he's also played hurt. And so I'll give you even more to that, that he's played hurt and got some of those carries, yet he's averaging more yards per carry this year yeah. than he averaged in those 12 games last year, and we know how good the season was last year for him. Of course. So 80 less carries, yet a half a yard more every time he touches it, mm -hmm. which even adds to this just inexplicable nature of yeah. what's going on in Jacksonville. And your offense is worse than it was last year when you have a way better quarterback than any of the three that played. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I don't know what else to say, man. I, I hope he stays here. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> I hope he doesn't leave. But I just feel like we're living in Groundhog's Day. And, and I just feel like we've seen this story play out so many times, and this is another example with a new regime where it feels like it's going to play out this way again. I mean, do you get that sense? I mean, I, I, I understand we're still maybe a year away from it, but... I said, I said, uh, I said today. I mean, because it does hit you. I, I, <laughs> this is not about me, by the way, in any stretch of the imagination. But I mean, hey, folks, I'm the positive guy in town. Mm -hmm. Like I am, like positive through 14 years of disaster mm -hmm. here in Jacksonville. Yeah. I can see the hope and the light and everything else. I am not positive right now, mm, come and I can't stop. be. Let's go. Come to the I mean, side, this is not an intentional heel turn. Come on. This is just reality, mm. and it's hard not to see anything but. And you, if you're in that building, you've got to – this is just about me, but every fan and everybody talking like this, you've, if you're on the football side, and if don't be hating people that are talking negative and, because you've just given – that's all the ammunition you've been giving everybody. 
is just negative, negative, negative. There's nothing to hold on to. And I'm, again, this isn't about me. I'm talking about every fan, social media, anybody who's talking right now about the Jags. There's nothing to hang on to. When you look at that crowd in a couple weeks, well, what are you giving people a reason to come for? Oh, no. If you're... If you're calling people out for being negative right now, I'm not go, saying they are. I'm just saying okay, if, but if, I'm if just, that thought is if entering you, your mind and oh you're no, on the football put, side of the building, go ahead and don't do that. Look in the mirror instead. Go ahead and put that card back in the deck. Because no other team right now has gone through what this team has gone through. There's been bad teams. There's been bad teams with bad records, but not bad management like this, but not with bad culture year in and year out like this. So go and put that card back in the deck because if, if you aren't questioning what's going on right now, there's some bigger issues going on, I think. Well, that's a, with that's you, a with great you. point, right? I They've got to look at this and be like, what are we doing? we got to fix this. Yeah. And I'm not sure what the remedy is to this right now. I really don't. Like, I don't know what the answer is. I, I'm not a cold beer, Brent. <laughs> I don't know what the remedy is to salvage the relationship with James Robinson. But hopefully there are good talks going on and this will maybe be a catalyst for good talks to going on maybe there hasn't been enough communication to your point on what they're exactly doing and there is a certain disconnect here and i don't know where that leads uh the relationship between james robinson and the jaguars down the road but it is certainly a major question mark now as we head into the last five games and um, the off season ahead and and to your point yeah i think this looks like it's going to end like the other ones have ended the matter is how quickly will it end um you know will it will it be another year of this and do you delay more of the growth of trevor lawrence does he fire the entire staff at the end of the year and just say hey uh the offensive staff and be like we got to start this thing over on offense like let's well, just forget about offensive that. coordinator and, well, then it's that and you know what i'm not a big believer in that i like yeah. continuity especially for the young kid but right now i think he's being more hampered by everything going on so you got to identify the problems whether that's urban himself or whether that's bevel and parmalee and whoever else you've got to identify the problem that's urban's job is to identify the problems get rid of them and start again to help this kid out and i'm not talking james here i'm talking trevor lawrence whatever you can do uh, to help him out we talk more football coming up tuesdays from top golf rolls on action sports jacks on espn 690 we will play more of our jags report live interview with james robinson as we go along happens i wouldn't figure oh be out the rest of the quarter you know right, but right i mean maybe i mean maybe next time i just shouldn't fumble then so <laughs> so that's what that's what i'm going uh, for right. with and not trying to fumble anymore so uh, that is true i mean you can't fumble uh, listen it's it's yeah. <laughs> he did fumble a couple of times that's really not the bigger story though it's the oh, usage yeah uh, and by the way it's worth noting before the two fumbles which was a really good play by aaron donald sometimes you do have to tip your cap and it ironically came on a day after uh, or a Hold week the ball after with three hands with aaron donald <laughs> yeah, I know. Give me three uh, hands with it, it came a week after that he had already fumbled but it that also you're talking about these two fumbles for james robinson after about 400 carries without a fumble and I think yeah. one other previous fumble in his career uh, here in Jacksonville and in the NFL. So Brent Martineau, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz, Tuesdays from Top Golf, and, and we continue to talk about the biggest story in Jacksonville. Uh, this feels, uh, you know, each year we get a big, big story, and this feels like Minshew's hand last year. Uh, this feels like Yannick Ngakwe and Jalen Ramsey's dissatisfaction. Uh, this is the story. It, it, it's two and what? ten is not yeah. the story. This is the story. Here in Jacksonville. I understand that, like, when you're struggling as a team, everything is amplified, and you're under a microscope a little more. 
But once again, there, there's other teams out there that are losing right now. And and to quote Kanye West, wh why can't you just lose in peace? <laughs> no, seriously, like, why, why, why can't this team just, you know, when it's going rough, when, when you're on a losing streak, why can't you just lose in peace? Why can't we just come in here on a Monday or Tuesday and just break down the game and say, all right, questionable play calling here, maybe they should have had different personnel here. Like, we haven't really done that because the biggest story right now is your best player not in the game. Yeah, I think that's the most notable thing. We haven't talked about the loss, really, like at all. Like, we haven't really talked about the ebbs and flows. We talked a little bit about the late first half stuff yeah. because I think that played into the James conversation. Yeah. Um, but when you sit a guy for 20 plays and you score seven points and he's your best offensive player, well, then it kind of goes hand in hand. Like, the reason you lost the game is because you didn't score, and the reason you didn't score is because you didn't play your best player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it does go hand in hand, um, or at least it's one of the reasons as we continue to talk about the Jags right now. And listen, nobody would ever say, Urban Meyer had his hands full when he got here. It's been mountains and mountains of bad stuff in Jacksonville. It's a lot to overcome. And so, you know, losing doesn't help. It, it certainly doesn't help. But the warts come out. But I'm not even sure these are warts, man. I think there are a lot of other warts in that building that could come out from losing. Uh, this is, again, what I think is a very unforced error on uh, behalf of the Jags head coach, Urban Meyer, and how this has gone down over the last couple weeks and arguably the entire year. Let's get Steven on the line. He's hanging around. Let's talk James Robinson, Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. What's up, man? Hey, not too much. How are you guys today? We are good. good. And no need to guess uh, if I'm in space or anything, Brent. I'm driving on the <laughs> highway once again. Very good. Be careful that's driving, sound, but it doesn't sound like you're in a tunnel. Is. Uh, but... Um, my, my question here is, you know, I, I commend James for, you know, answering honestly and truthfully. You can tell what kind of person he is in person. I mean, you get the pleasure of doing that every Monday. But, I mean, it, I feel this mistreating is just so wrong, and it, it, it seems like the same old, same old going on in this organization that has been for the past few years. But I, I just want to throw something out there. I mean... After, you know, saying what he's uh, speaking the truth and everything, how he felt and everything, I mean, do you think there might be any talking to that he might get? Because I'll tell you right now, I mean, with if the Jags uh, act in a negative way for him just being honest, face it, the truth's out there right now. You can't at, at, punish him because everybody's going to know why you punished him just for <laughs> speaking his mind. And I want everybody to know this. In Titan, in James Robinson's career, last year and this year, out of three games, two of those he got over 100 yards. And that third one, he came pretty close. They need to play him like they should play him. And I'm just going to say that. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate the call, man. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Again, if you have frustration about this storyline, 904-362-9901, or, or we're getting a ton on social media, of course. You've played in the league before, man. Does that yeah. happen? I mean... Like, I, I don't remember a situation where you guys, I mean, Maurice Jones-Drew, do you think he ever got talked to about maybe something he said? Or? Well, I mean, and we've talked about it before on the show with Josh Scobie, uh, who will be here at 5 o'clock, but Zach Potter, when he was very, you know, Z Zach Potter had some opinions about Brian Anger getting drafted in the third round. Oh, yeah, now, yeah. we all had opinions about it, yeah, yeah. but Zach Potter tweeted something out. Um, I think that was more of a management issue. Uh, than it was a head coaching head issue. Coach, yeah. But, I mean, he, he, he was sat down, and, yeah. and, and he was talked to. And, well, and you've been talked to about what you tweeted in the Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, by from Joe, Joe Cullen. Cullen, right? Yeah, no, for sure. So, 
it's a great question, though, of, you know, keep a keen eye now of how is the response going to be with Jim Jones? Because to be honest, Brent, that video that you posted, it, 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 it's everywhere. I mean, I think Paul Feynman will probably call you pretty soon, <laughs> ask her on the show, like, congratulations, Brent yeah. Martineau. Hey, yeah. welcome to the big time now, man. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I think you're at the big dog table now, so yeah. congratulations. But I'm curious to see if like what I told the Bill, all, all I want is a toaster out of There the you go. Right? <laughs> um, the, you know, that's a good I, I do think that's what we're looking for like how you respond to this as the Jags organization it's out there it's done like I don't know what the remedy is right away but I can tell you what the remedy is not yeah and the remedy is not to just bench him or cut him or fine him but or whatever even do anything wrong I know yeah. well, that's it yeah. but don't yeah. do that yeah. do not do that if you want the wave of of this to continue do something like that and, and that's not the right way to go yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. So how they do respond to this and, and clear the air a little bit is important. Communication. Ultimately, what goes on inside those walls, not necessarily to us, the media or the fans, although I do think they probably should explain it a little bit. Be transparent because, again, it is a monster story in Jacksonville. Do you know what, what I would do right now if I'm the organization, the PR? New Jersey's. <laughs> New Jersey's. Everybody wear Everybody oh, hey, Robinson hey, on the huge, back. No, I mean, maybe. I'm just saying, huge announcement. We got New Jersey's coming down the pipe. We all forget about James Robinson, and I'm breaking down New Jersey's. You juxtapose this. What's going on in Jacksonville to what happens annually and weekly in New England, and I want to throw up in my mouth. <laughs> we'll be back and talk about the NFL and that crazy game last night, Patriots and Bills. It's coming up Tuesdays from Top Golf on ESPN 690. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.